Thank you for listening to Noobs and Dragons. If you'd like to hear more of The Glitch, you can find him on old episodes of The Legend of Retro. If you'd like to hear more from Danielle, she's guest starred on The Legend of Retro, as well as old episodes of Noiseland Arcade. Uh, if you'd like to hear more from Player One Mickey, uh, you can catch him on old episodes of GameZilla, uh, as well as uh, twitch.tv slash player, the number one, Mickey. If you'd like to hear more from me, Craig WK, you can find me on uh, old episodes of Noobs and Dragons, of course, as well as The Legend of Retro, Noiseland Arcade, and I stream occasionally over at uh, twitch.tv slash Craig underscore WK. And now, enjoy the episode. Welcome back to Noobs and Dragons. So, the three of you, uh, Elianod, uh, Aegon, and uh, our dragonborn friend whose name is escaping me at the moment, Garden, uh, the three of you uh, have stayed the night at Susanna's Inn. All three of you are asleep. I'm going to need all three of you to roll a d20 for me, and uh, let me know what you get. All right. I got a natural 20. 14. And what'd you get there, uh, Garden? Still rolling? Well, I can at least tell you this at the start. I. Uh, oh, uh, do you have that number? Uh... Yeah, one. <laughs> First of the recording session. But don't <clears throat> you worry, that goes into the grand total, even though it wasn't for a Alex <laughs> skill or, or saving throw or, or, or attack roll or anything. So, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> uh, we'll start with the 20. Aegon, you wake up, and you're fairly well-rested. You wake up, and you maybe even woke up a little early. Uh, You don't know if you had good dreams last night, but you don't remember any nightmares. You were told. Okay, so I don't remember anything? Like, uh, nightmares? No, as far as that goes, uh, you don't don't even know if you had nightmares. You were warned that this was, like, you know, uh, uh, an area that was, you know... People were beset with bad dreams, but yeah, so far, it was a pretty decent night's sleep. Better than when you were in the carriage. Man, everyone's a bunch of pansies. That was a good night's sleep. <laughs> uh, so, Aegon, you're awake. Uh, did you want to head downstairs and uh, 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 get something to eat? Yeah. So, yeah, so I grabbed my totem and my stuff, and I head downstairs. Sure. Aegon, you head downstairs, and uh, it looks like... Uh, 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 the innkeeper, uh, the uh, young uh, Charlotte Foster. Uh, it seems like she's still in the kitchen getting things ready, uh, but a fire has been set uh, for the fireplace of the uh, inn in the kind of the main sitting room. And so you're able to kind of just sit back and relax. Cool. Uh, uh you kind of wake up with a little bit of a start. Uh, it sort of... You don't really remember what it was about, but you kind of are awakened with a bit of a, like, jump. Like, you know, like, almost as if you feel like you were falling while you were sleeping or something. Okay. You sort of kind of jet awake, and I uh, go ahead and make a perception check for me. Uh, two. With a two, you <laughs> wake up, you kind of look around, you don't really notice a whole heck of a lot. Uh, however, uh, in the midst of your, you know, kind of obliviousness as you're rubbing the sleep out of your eyes, uh, you suddenly hear a voice coming from inside your room. 
a female okay. voice, uh, like kind of not harshly whispers, but whispers loud enough for you to hear across the room, uh, and says, "You know, you were always a little bit more perceptive than this." And you kind of freak out for a second, look across the room, and you see Muddy May, an old friend of yours from back in Zanjuro, the port city. Hmm. She's a half-elf. Uh, she is a, a darker skin. You know her, of course, is just May since you've been friends with her for a long time. But May kind of smirks at you. Uh, her uh, uh, real, real light hair, it's almost like a, a platinum blonde, is uh, uh, tied back into a ponytail. And she kind of taps on the window and says, Well, you know, you should probably leave this uh, locked typically, but it uh, made things easier for me. Hmm. Okay. Is she really there? Like, is she, this is like she's actually there? It isn't like a figment of my imagination? Yeah, she seems like she's really there. Uh, she kind of smirks at you as you're just sort of giving her like a weird look. Uh, if you want, roll insight. Okay. Six. <laughs> uh, May has always been kind of mysterious. Uh, she kind of is uh, a pro in the, the Thieves' Guild. And so, you know, she uh, uh, has just always kind of come and gone as she pleased. And she kind of, you know, smiles at your your sort of, like, kind of uh, uh, confusion at seeing her. And she says, well, I figured you might need some help, you know, being sent out to the boonies like this. Okay. So that's why she's here? That's why you're here? She nods and uh, asks if there's anything you need. Uh, mechanically, so that you know Elianod, uh, she is your criminal contact from your background. Uh, so if there's anything you'd like her to do, to look into, she might be able to do that for you. Okay. Oh, well, that's good. Because there's a slew of people that I could have her look into. She says, uh, you have some suspicious people you want me to look into? Yeah, the first being Arnold Payne. Arnold Payne. I'd kind of like to know more about him and the Payne family in general since we're going to be working for them. She kind of nods and she says, well, the Payne family's big to do, but uh, that's a, a pretty big first job, but I think I can do that much for you. Okay, and then Pierce McGregor. Pierce McGregor. Never heard of that name before. Uh, the Payne family, she doesn't bother to write down, but Pierce McGregor, not being somebody she's familiar with, she pulls out a scroll of parchment and an ink pen and real quickly jots that name down. Okay. And she says, uh, yeah, I can uh, get back with you within a couple of days, I'm sure. She says, okay. uh, just, you know, leave your window unlocked. I uh, don't like having to talk to other people aside from you. Okay, I can do that. And she nods, and she says, Anything else, friend? No, I think that's good for now. I'll see you in a few days. She opens the window, and cool air kind of uh, uh, blusters in. And she says, Well, this place kind of gives me the creeps, so do be careful. I always am. And she smiles, and she kind of hops down the onto the windowsill, softly closes the window behind her, you'd almost suspect she wasn't even there, and vanishes from sight. Uh, okay. If you can, go ahead and do me a solid there, uh, Aegon, and uh, make a perception check for me being on the first floor. Okay. Uh, do I add anything for perception? Uh, it'd be your wisdom bonus, and if you're trained in it, it'd be okay. your... Uh, 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 Profe oh, no, uh, proficiency right. bonus. Uh, 12. With a 12? No, not a thing. You you okay. are sitting in the uh, uh, by the fireplace. It crackles a bit. You look to the fireplace. You go, ah, nice and cozy. And you kind of warm your hands a bit. <laughs> yes, so warm. Garden. Garden, you are... Wake up with a start. You're sweating profusely. You feel like 
you just had the most horrible dreams. And it dawns on you that in the midst of the night, you feel like you woke up and saw like shadows moving around, but you don't really, you can't really place if that was real or not. It's hard for you to to figure that out if if what you saw was was real or imagined. Uh, however, you don't feel very uh, well rested. Like you got your sleep, you you know you're you're doing okay, but yeah, it, it's just it didn't feel like a very good night's sleep. You've woken up. What do you want to do? Uh, guess, guess I'll get up and, um, head downstairs. Sure. You head downstairs. Uh, make a perception check for me. 19. Oh, with a 19, it sort of sounds like, uh, Elianad might be talking, uh, uh, in a room, uh, maybe to herself, uh, possibly to somebody, uh, but it's pretty early in the morning. Uh, you hear, uh, uh, soft whispers coming from her room. You walk past, you go downstairs, and you see Aegon has a smile on his face, he's warm in his hands, and it looks like breakfast is about to be served. <laughs> and the two of you are together. What's up, Garden? How's it going? How'd you sleep? Mm, I slept kind of... I, I don't know. slept okay. I had, had the, the strangest of dreams. Oh. I think well, I, I think, yeah, I think maybe hearing uh hearing Elinod um uh you know talk about that deer, I think that might have might have got to me. I don't know. Uh, it's all poppycock. <laughs> Everything's gonna be okay. <laughs> don't worry about it. Elinod, uh, a few minutes later, of course, uh, you are uh, free to head downstairs and get breakfast as well. Uh, I imagine the three of you convene, and you guys are now eating breakfast. Uh, it seems like the townspeople might come here for dinner but you don't see anyone come in the morning for breakfast uh it seems like this is pretty much just kind of your game uh charlotte foster is uh kind of busying herself straightening up uh, uh she brings you guys out food it's you know eggs uh you know preserved meats uh a loaf of bread it looks like she baked in the morning herself it's still pretty warm uh and it's all pretty good food. Uh, she seems to be a good cook. Uh, and you guys have now uh, are able to chat about what you'd like to do next. Uh, have any of you guys given any thought to where you want to go? I want to go to the north. I do not want... I want to avoid the south. Those pesky deer, huh? Yeah, those pesky weird-faced deer, yes. I was also thinking maybe we, we check out that fortress first. What do you think, Garden? Yeah, I, I agree. Um, let's let's save this south for last if we can help it. Okay. Yeah. Um, can I ask uh, Charlotte if she has any stuff I can take on the go? Any food? Uh, make a persuasion check. Sure. That um, is hang on, two. I'm willing to share some of my uh, my pickled eggs with you. <laughs> oh, what'd you get there, uh, uh, Aegon? I got it too. With a two, uh, you ask, and she lets you know that uh, 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 she didn't. She only made enough for breakfast, and technically, the, the 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 rules of the inn are that she prepares breakfast and dinner for you guys, but not necessarily other meals. She doesn't necessarily. If she had something, she'd help you to it, but she doesn't have any extra. I understand. Thank you. Yeah, she nods and uh, goes to walk off. I. Uh, so if you guys don't necessarily have rations, you might want to swing by uh, uh, the Pain Emporium if you're interested in uh, buying extra rations. I'm not sure what you guys have on you. Uh, but yeah, the uh, to give you guys a uh, uh, an idea, if you're going to the uh, fortress, uh, the Fortress of Volrock, it's 30 miles northeast of the village, which would be about a day's travel. So you'd be out and about for, uh, uh, you know, Beyond a day. Okay. okay. You guys good with uh, traveling 30 miles? Yeah. 
let's all right, let's do it. Absolutely. Yeah. So the three of you, uh, do you guys let uh, Charlotte know that uh, you guys won't be back for a bit? Yeah. 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 Sure. Uh, yeah. And uh, is there anything else you guys want to do before you uh, leave town and head uh, to the Fortress of Volrock? Do you guys need supplies of any kind before we leave and don't have anything? I think I'm good on supplies currently. Guys are all set? Okay. All right. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I think I'm good. All right. Well, don't good. expect me to share. <laughs> so, uh, Have you always been this grumpy? <laughs> oh, you don't even know. So the three of you start heading to the northeast towards that fortress. Uh, you've been given directions from the people of the town, and uh, when it comes to this uh, fortress, you know that it's off the, the main trail, but you can stay on the trail for a good chunk of the time, though there are quite a lot of different paths that go through farmlands and into the woods. Uh, so when it comes to traveling, you guys basically can make one roll a day. I... Uh, so if you guys want to know your direction, know you're going the right way, you'll need to make a survival check to find your way. If you guys want to find food and water so you don't have to use rations, that'd be a survival check as well. If you guys want to make a perception uh, check to, to keep watch around you, that'd be perception. Uh, but the thing is, is that you only get one roll each per day. So you guys have to decide what you want to do and what you want to um, prioritize. I'll roll for survival. Survival to find your way, or food and water, or something else? Uh, for food and water. Awesome. So, Aegon will roll survival to find food and water. Uh, Eliana, what are you doing? I don't know. You said we only get one per day, so that means, like, I can't use one as we're traveling? That is correct. Right so, this, this roll would be, uh, like... This is for the specific act of the traveling. If you wanted oh, to like okay. stop and do something, you wouldn't be out of skills or anything. It's just the when it comes to traveling, I allow for like one roll a day. Got you, got you. So like, if we're in like, say we're in like uh, on the path or whatever going there, I would still be able to roll for something else, just not the necessarily like the. Trip. Sure, in the midst of the traveling, if something jumped out at you guys, I wouldn't be like, well, you you can't tell what it is because you didn't use perception checks <laughs> right, on this, right, right. you know. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So then, yeah, I'll do the one where I can check to see where, like, we're going in the right direction. Survival. What is that? Survival, okay. And then, uh, uh, Garden, how about for you? And keep in mind, it doesn't um, have to be one of the things I used to work. Hmm? Mm -hmm. Um, I think, uh, I think I'm good for now. Well, you got to roll something. Well, I mean, unless you don't want to do anything along the, the path. Oh. This is how you're contributing to the journey. Hey, Garden, you want to check and see if you see anything, like, perception-wise? Well <laughs> <laughs> Objection guidance. Um, yeah, I can, uh, I'll, I'll roll for uh, perception. Sure. Uh, go ahead and roll perception. I... As far as that goes, what did you get for finding food and water there, uh, uh, Aegon? I got a 21. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, along the way, uh, the if the path to the south is blighted, the path north is actually fairly full of food and water. You find uh, spring water along the way. It seems like farms are digging stuff like that up. There's wells along these farm route, uh, roads and stuff like that. Uh you know, you find bushes of berries, you find apple trees, you find plenty of food. Uh, so you guys have enough for each of you to food and water that you don't need to use rations or your own water skins. Uh, Elianad, how about for you? What did you uh, get for uh, finding your way? I got a 19. 19? Yeah, easy enough. A lot of the, the trip is along this, you know, kind of country road. And so it's fairly easy to find your way. Uh, Garden, how about for you? I got a three. A three's not a one, so that's good. Uh, <laughs> with a three, you are keeping watch. Uh, you don't really notice a lot of anything. Uh, I mean, every so often you'll see, you know, farmers tending land. 
Uh, you know, it's still fairly cold, so you think it's mostly uh, farmers, like, kind of, you know, minding their animal herds and stuff like that. Uh, but as uh, the miles start racking up, uh, you start to realize that, uh, you know, there's just not really, you know, as many farms out, you know, when you start hitting 10 miles away, 15 miles away, you know, 20 miles, etc. And so... As the day goes on, and you guys don't really uh, spot much of anything, uh, finally you guys have traveled about as far as you can, and it's been about maybe 25-ish miles. You have maybe still a few miles to go, but it's getting late, it's dark, the sun sets pretty early, you know, during these kind of late winter uh, days, and uh, you think it's time to set up camp. Uh, Craig, I have a question. Mm -hmm. I have a herbalism kit. Do I need to gather herbs, or do I have the possibility to gather herbs while I'm out in the like open forest? Sure, I would allow you instead of like a survival check for food and water or finding your way, you could do a survival check to find different herbs that might be used to make potions or or stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, but I would have had to have done that in lieu of the role I did earlier. Yeah, in this case, you had spent the time searching for food and water. I gotcha. Okay. Uh, but yeah, anytime you guys want to, like, while you're now, traveling, do have, something uh, in particular, let me know. What's that, uh, Card? Now I have a perk for uh, I have a perk for medicine. Would that give me an advantage for, like, searching for herbs, for, like, healing herbs and whatnot? Hmm. Uh, yeah, I would allow that. If you wanted to roll medicine instead to find herbs for uh, uh, Aegon, then yeah, that I would allow that. Uh, so you could roll. Uh, I would allow you to either roll nature, uh, medicine, or survival for uh, herbs, and uh, uh, you know to be used like that. In fact, actually, instead of survival, yeah, nature or medicine, I would allow one of the one of those two. I think I like that better. I. Uh, so yeah, you guys have found a, a clearing uh, off the road. You know, it's uh, the land is is quite a bit more forested at the moment. Uh, you know, the the sun is setting. There's still a little bit of light left, but because of the you know the the trees overhead, it's you know quite dark. Uh, do you guys have uh, stuff to set up camp? Did you want to try to press on and not set up camp? What would you like to do? What do you think? Well, I don't have night vision, although I do have a lantern. I mean, I don't care. If you guys are up for doing some more walking, I'm fine with that. But if you want to set up camp, I'm good with that, too. Garden, you think you might have some nightmares out here in the woods? He had nightmares. Oh, I didn't tell you about his nightmares? <laughs> <laughs> so I could... You I, I, we, you know, I, I could tell you, tell you, we could, we could set up camp, and I, I'll, I'll tell you about the other uh, nightmares. I mean, I don't know, maybe there's something to it. Maybe it goes along with your, your deer. Oh, we're believing that it exists now. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> uh, I, I, have, I have a two-person tent. <laughs> well, it's a tent that you set up that could right. fit two people. Do I? <laughs> <laughs> so logical so logical i i mean yeah that's yeah that's how it works uh uh what's your question about it though my more the what i was looking for was is there a benefit to having a tent rather than not having a tent well you're in something yeah absolutely uh if it starts to rain <laughs> for two uh, people you'll still get a decent <laughs> amount of rest uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's all the, the real-world stuff you can think of when it comes to being in a tent compared to, like, a sleeping bag out in the open. No okay. bugs. Mind you, it's cold out, so there's not many insects right now anyway. But, yeah, you're you're less exposed to the elements. Um, part of my druidcraft is I can predict the weather for the next 24 hours. Uh, does that work just in the area that we're traveling, or how, how does that one work? Uh, weather is such a, a, a vast thing. I would say it really only affects your area where you're at currently. Uh, though, you know, weather is, is pretty wide. It, it would be weird if you guys had a thunderstorm, but like five miles down the road, there was no thunderstorm. Uh, so odds are it will let you know a pretty wide area. If you want to use that, you can. Yeah, let's do that. Sure. Uh, roll a d20 for me. Sure. Um, do I add anything to that? Nope, it's just to let me know the number. 
Five. A five? You think it's going to be kind of rainy and crummy tomorrow. All right. So I put up the tent. Sure. So you set up a tent. Uh, are you guys setting up a campfire? Yeah. Uh, is anyone good with setting up fires? Yeah, it's fine. It's easy enough. You uh, like given enough time, you guys can set up a fire. I'm sure you guys have uh, tinder boxes from your uh, uh, gear packs and stuff. That's easy enough. You guys start a fire, uh, set up tents and a bedroll and stuff, and uh, and you guys kind of sit around and pick at your food that uh, Aegon found while you guys were traveling around. I found berries. Yeah, no, you found a, a fair amount of food, uh, uh, so you guys are able to to eat pretty well. Uh, so, as you guys have finished eating and it's starting to get a little later, uh, what would you guys like to do as far as sleep? Just all of you head to bed. Uh, somebody keeping watch. How are you working it? I think somebody should keep watch. I could take first watch. Garden sure. will take first watch. Okay. I could take. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, what's the cycle you want to uh, do the watch in? I'll go next. Awesome. So, Aegon will get uh, woken up uh, after, you know, four-ish to six-ish hours or something, and you guys will be able to take turns. Uh, are the boat, are the, when, when it comes to people sleeping, are they sleeping in the uh, tent? So the person not sleeping will switch out with the other person. Yeah, I think that makes more sense. Sure. I mean, it. it you know, you could just use that two-person tent for yourself if you really want it. It's your tent, you know. <laughs> I'm not that selfish. Well, I can share. That's Ooh, fair. People, you know, yeah. That's fair. <laughs> uh, so, uh, your friends go to bed. Question. Go ahead and make a perception check as you're keeping watch. Let me know what you get. 17. A 17! Considerably different than the one or the uh, three from earlier. Dang. <laughs> I... Oh, it's turning. My luck's turning around. With a 17, you are keeping watch. I, uh, you know, you're sitting by the fire. It's warm. I. Uh, but your ears are kind of perked up to the sounds around you. And uh, as uh, you're, you're sitting there, you hear uh, what sounds like uh, walking coming from the, the trail. It's a bit of a ways away. Uh, so you're not even sure if who it is has seen the fire yet. I. Uh, but you could hear the the sound of like rocks being kicked. Uh, let's see, with a seventeen, I, you almost think you uh, uh, maybe hear like a uh, like a beast of burden walking as well, and maybe that's why you can hear it from here. It sounds like a larger, heavier animal. What would you like to do? Do I? Like, do I have to make like complete axe? Like, say, can I get my, uh, like my uh, my axe? Kind of like grab hold of it. I mean, not like really ready to fight, but just in anticipation. Sure. Uh, so you grab like your axe, hard. and I mean the the footsteps that you're hearing are you know still quite a bit of ways away. Uh, what would you like to do otherwise, or do you just want to wait? I'll just uh I'll just wait and continue listening. Sure. Uh, make another perception check for me. Ooh, what'd you get? Two. With a two, you listen, and the footsteps seem to vanish. You no longer hear them. They were coming your way. Maybe they were 100 feet away. And then they just sort of abruptly went silent. What would you like to do? Uh, I continue to continue to be to be on edge, 
because of how they because how the sound disappeared. Um, I kind of like look around, continue like keep an ear out, but make my axe still grip tightly. Sure, make a perception security. check again. Eighteen. With an eighteen, you hear the no- uh, noise again. It's no longer on the road. You think that something is pushing its way through the uh, the bushes and like walking along the grass towards the campsite. You think whatever it was that was on the road likely has seen the fire and is advancing closer and closer and being as quiet as they can. What would you like to do? Uh, I, uh, I want to wake, uh, wake, uh, I gotta write this. Wake, uh, the, your friends uh, up, Aegon and, uh, Elnard up. Yeah. Sure. You get to the tent. Just kind of. Uh-huh. You get to the tent and you want to wake him up? Yes. Hey, um, guys, I don't, don't want to alarm you, but I think, uh, I think someone's approaching. As soon as Garden lets you know that he thinks someone is approaching, suddenly you guys hear the snapping of branches, and uh, inside the tent, you guys can only hear noise. Uh, Everyone make a perception check, and I'll let you know what you see or hear, depending on where you're at. You would have advantage there, Garden. So you can roll twice and take the better result. I'm a 19. Okay. okay, so with a 6 and a 19, with a 6, you just hear a loud commotion outside. Uh, you can't quite make out exactly what it is, but it doesn't sound pleasant. Uh, Garden, what did you get? 13. With a 13, you see coming out of the darkness is uh, a large form. You think it's some somebody riding an animal but with the the fact that it's still so dark and the the light casting is is kind of odd it's hard to see exactly what it is just yet with a 19 elianad you hear the unmistakable sound of a pig screeching as it smashes through the uh 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 the wood line Uh, all three of you are gonna have to roll me initiative Cool. <clears throat> and we'll start with you, Aegon. What did you get for initiative? A seven. A seven. And for you, Elianad? Okay, so I... Well, I got a 17 on the dice, but then I also have this alert thing that says I get a plus five bonus to that. Does that count, like, in this situation? Oh, yeah. You'll always add plus five to your okay. initiative checks every time uh, what? because of that feat. Yep. Okay, so that's 22 then. Well, that's sweet. So I'm going to assume Elianad is going first. (laughs) Uh, What did you get there, uh, Garden? An eight. Eight's not the worst. Uh, What did you have, Aegon? A seven? Seven. Okay. So seven is the worst. Yeah, if anything, I know anything about which number's bigger. (laughs) (laughs) 22, definitely. Elianot, it's your turn. You hear what sounds like a, a giant beast smashing into the camp, and uh, it doesn't sound pleasant. Don't sound pleasant in the least. What would you like to do? Oh, good lord. Well, I want to get out of the tent first. Sure. So you use half of your movement uh, to stand up, and you push out of the tent. So you've now used up like 20 feet of your movement uh, since standing up while you're well, from when you're prone, uses half movement. Uh, so you have like 10 feet of movement left, uh, but you're now outside of the uh, the tent, and you see this horrible shadowy blob outside of your range of vision at the edge of the camp. The light flickers from the dying campfire and sort of illuminates this tall form, but you can't quite make out exactly what it is. Uh, okay, can I cast light to light up the area so I can see what the hell I'm looking at? Yeah, you absolutely can. You cast the light spell as an action 
and uh, bright light pours out of, uh, what did you cast it on? Uh, like, just in your hand? Oh, I have a staff. Sure. So you're holding a, uh, you've grabbed up your staff, you cast it at the uh, the end of that staff, it lights everything up, and Garden and uh, uh, Elianot, who were outside of the tent, can now see. It looks to be an enormous giant boar, probably about, like, ten feet long. The thing's huge, and riding atop it is a goblin with a spear. The goblin's wearing, like, piecemeal armor. Like, looks like it's been cobbled together from uh, other suits of armor. And it looks like its helmet is, like, kind of a little too big for it. Uh, you have a few feet of movement left, Elianod. Uh You've done an action and a lot of your movement. Did you want to do anything else? No, I'm good. And you stay where you're at right outside the tent. The goblin's turn. Uh, anyone speak goblinoid? I do. From inside the tent, you can hear someone uh, cursing Goblinoid outside, uh, and their high-pitched voice uh, uh, curses at your uh, group, and all you hear is, your money or your lives! But you're not sure if your friends speak Goblinoid. When there's no immediate response, you hear the trampling of hooves. I... Elianod and uh, Garden, uh, it's going to go after one of the two of you who are out in the open. Uh, both of you roll me a d20 and let me know what you get. The lower number is who he's going after. I got a 13. Garden? Two? That's probably for the best. You're a paladin. You probably don't want the sorcerer getting hit with a uh, spear. I would presume. Uh, the uh, boar rider... And... Uh, rushes up and uh, gets a 19. Does that hit your AC? Uh, now, wait a minute. How does that go? Because my, um, so, like, my armor, I've got, like, 14 armor. Oh, it got higher than 11. a 14, so it hits you. It needs to hit your okay. AC or go higher. Okay. You take three damage as the uh, uh, the cavalry pig rider slashes at you with the spear. I'm down to an eight. The goblin, once again in Goblinoid, making sure that only Aegon can understand it, uh, hisses out at you guys. He goes, I offered you a deal and you didn't take it. So now you guys gotta die. And give me your stuff. Uh, Garden, it is your turn. You're right, adjacent so. to the boar rider. So I get out of the tent? You're not Garden. Oh, Garden, sorry. Yes, Garden. Oh. He's trying to sell my identity now, huh? Yeah, I was. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, well, that's how you want to play. I, uh, I grab my, uh, wait a minute, do I just have, oh, I only have one battle. I thought I had two. Oh, no. I have, yeah, I, I grab my uh, battle axe and I go on the offensive. Sure, go ahead and roll to attack. Uh, You're going to roll a d20 and add in the attack bonus for the battle axe, which for you, I believe, is a plus five. If I've memorized all the mechanics so, in this um, game, which I have. So let's see, that's a one, one d10. Uh, no, I'm sorry, it's a one d8. I'm sorry to hit. One d twenty to hit. Uh, I'm, no, I'm okay. Okay. The d ten so and stuff is damage when you hit. I. Uh, so yeah, worry okay, about that only after you hit. So roll a d twenty. Okay. 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 And add the attack I got a bonus. Seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah, you hit. And now go ahead and roll the damage. Which, uh, if you're, are you holding uh, the axe with two hands, or did you have a shield out? Oh, I'm holding with two hands. All right, that works. Roll the d10 plus your strength bonus. And how much damage did you do all together? 
So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Super, super noob. So that is that where I roll the D8? So uh, I roll a D10 and a D8. Yeah. So you have uh, 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 the battle axe, which if you're holding it in two hands, it becomes D10 instead of the D8. So you'd roll the D10 and then gotcha. add this damage bonus, which okay. I think for you is plus three. Uh, yeah, then that's 10. 10 damage altogether? Mm-hmm. You smash the axe into the side of the goblin. Bits and pieces of the armor fly off, and you see blood spray out, and he lets out a, a you know, a, a shrill cry, uh, and doesn't look like he's doing so good. Uh, Garden, is there anything else you wanted to do on your turn? Uh, I, no, no, I think I'm good. Awesome. Uh, Aegon, it is now your turn. Sweet. Uh, so I get out of the tent and I said, what, what's going on? What the hell is all this ruckus? You get out of the tent and you can see, it looks like a goblin riding a giant boar, uh, is like, uh, almost like a, cal- like cavalry style, uh, charging your group with a spear. All right, I say, uh, I tell him basically what I heard. He wants our gold, so we have to kick his butt because he wants to kill us now. So I um, take out my shield Uh and I throw a a spear at him. Absolutely. I got a one. First of the recording session for you there, Aegon. You throw the spear, it goes wide, and just lands in the uh, the campfire. Uh, still a little tired. I just woke up out of a deep sleep. Sorry, guys. Aegon uh, uh, tries to hit the, th- uh, the goblin and is unable to succeed. Do uh, I still have a little bit of a uh, bonus? Because, uh, like, movement bonus at all? Yeah, you would have uh, used 15 feet to stand up. Well, your total movement is 30 feet, right? Yeah. So 15 feet was you standing up. You you uh, used 5 feet to step outside, so you have about 10 feet left. All right, because I want to put myself between uh, Garden and Elianod between the goblin. Sure, you're acting as a buffer for the uh, uh, sorcerer behind you, and uh, you stand in front. Elianod, it is your turn. Okay. Oh, goodness. How far away is the goblin at this point? He charged uh, uh, well past you, uh, so he's probably about, like, uh, maybe 15 feet away from you. Okay. Did you want to use a cantrip? Uh, did you want to use a beefier spell? Yeah, that's... Sorry, that's what I'm looking at. I'm re- um, I think what I want to do is cast Firebolt. Absolutely. Uh, so you're going to roll a spell attack. So roll a d20. Add the spell attack bonus to that. Sorry. Yeah, it's on the other page. No, you're good. Okay, so then that's a 19. Oh, that's a hit. Okay. Then I have to roll a d10. D10 damage, yep. One, of course. Your blast of flame uh, singes the side of the goblin, and he definitely gets burned, uh, but not as much as you were hoping. Uh, the goblin, uh, uh, holds his side and kind of hisses at you guys. Uh, let's see. Yeah, he'll stay and fight. Uh, he goes to, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, stab you, Garden, uh, as you're adjacent to him. Uh, he tries to get you again. Uh, and your AC hasn't changed. You haven't equipped a shield or anything, so he hits you. Ooh, uh, and you take five damage as the uh, spear just lands like right into the, like your uh, uh, shoulder blade and uh, uh, throat area, and blood kind of spurts out a bit, and the goblin just kind of chuckles maniacally. And 
Garden, it is your turn now. Uh, let's see. Greg, I have a question. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's Garden's turn at the moment, and I'm yep. by them. Can I cast Guidance while it's his turn? Only on your well. turn. Understood. You can prepare actions on your turn to go after your turn. Uh, but yeah, you wouldn't be able to, unless it's a, a spell, a spell or ability that has the reaction uh, action instead of like costing one action or a bonus action. Reactions would be the only thing that would allow you to like interrupt other turns. Is guidance a bonus action? Uh, standard action, I do believe. It's a standard, okay. I do believe. Uh, so yeah, Garden, what would you like to do? Hmm. Take another uh, 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 wide swing at him? Uh, yeah, yeah, because a little, little run is, uh, is, is really pissing me off, so yeah. Understandable. Let's go for another attack. Uh, by all means. Roll the d20, add the attack bonus. Uh, oh, if, that, if I did that with the attack bonus, and that, I got a 25. Uh, did you get a 20? I got a 20, yeah. A natural 20 is different than uh, uh, any other roll. You got a crit. You no, it's, it's a, a natural 20. Yep. Yeah, perfect. So what you're going to do, because you did it, got a natural 20, <laughs> is you got a crit. Uh, you're going to roll not 1d10. You're going to roll 2d10 and add the plus 3 bonus. You double the damage dice. Wait a minute, I'm adding the three plus the plus three twice? No, the plus three is only once. The uh, damage dice okay. is double. Oh, okay. I was going to say, uh, let's see, we got, uh, with that, we got a 14. Garden just, like, looks at his, like, the blood on his shoulder and neck, tightens the grip on his axe, and just, like, like almost like a baseball bat just power swings and just lobs the goblin's head clean off its body. Ooh. Goblin head with its helmet just goes spinning through the air. The giant boar that it was riding just makes this horrible like noise and just kicks the body of the goblin off him and then runs off into the woods. Okay. Well done, Garden. Puddle of blood. A puddle of blood just smears out from the corpse, and uh, the forest is now filled with silence. Well, that was close. Just a little. Sorry, just Sorry a little. I uh, was late to the party, guys. Just a little tired. So you speak his language? No, it's okay. Uh, we got it. <laughs> yeah? Didn't I mention that before? No. That's all right. We'll, we'll get to know each other a little bit better later, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, I go and retrieve my my lone spear all by its lonesome way oh, far away. It was in the fire, wasn't it? <laughs> landed right in the fire. Oh, it it's in the fire? It's so gone. it's gone. <laughs> it is. So it's gone, gone. Right. He burned his hands retrieving it from the fire. <laughs> <laughs> that one right. just sailed it right into um, the fire, my friend. <laughs> Uh, then I want to go and check the goblin and uh, examine him. Sure. Uh, go ahead and make an uh, investigation check, and you can search his body. That's a 13. With a 13, you find uh, a lot of the pieces of his armor are for medium-sized creatures. Goblins are small. They're like, you know, three to four feet tall. They're not very big. Uh and uh, so, yeah, it looks like he's just has like stolen armor from a lot of different sources. Uh, let's see. Uh, with a 13, I can let you know that he has some gold on him. Uh, he has a uh, bag that has uh, uh, 14 gold. No, not a ton, but he has some on him. Uh, you see that uh, 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 a lot of the. Uh, the pieces of armor and equipment he has seem to be stamped with uh, some old, old emblem that has been worn away. 
Uh, you think it's possible that this goblin came from the fortress of Volrock and okay. likely had stolen bits of armor from there. All right, I point out the emblem to my crewmates. Okay. If you guys want, you can roll history, and I might be able to tell you a little more. Sixteen. Ellie, not. I got a twelve. And I got a five. With a twelve and a five, it seems like the uh, uh, the emblem is just too worn out. Uh, you know, you can't really make sense of it. Uh, but Garden, you know that there was a duchy here uh, long, long ago. You think that likely this old armor that the goblin was wearing was likely, you know, from the knights that once adorned that. You think that likely, very likely, yes, this goblin came from the fortress of Volrock. Uh, you think that goblins were either there recently or maybe are still there. Guess I let the uh, let the other two know, like you know, what observed. Looks like it come came from the uh, the uh, fortress of Belenot, and um, yeah, yeah, could be more coming, or could cool. be more. Yep, it is the fortress of Volrock. Volrock, uh, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. I uh, so I'd like to share my gold with the other guys. By the way, I'd like to split it up. Yeah, do you guys want to split it up, or does someone want to take care of, like, being the group bank or something? Uh, I'll just split it up. Sure. How are you divvying it out? Um, so I give Elianad four gold. Uh -huh. I give Garden five, and I keep the other five. That works. Neat! You guys split up the gold. Uh, are you guys cleaning up the camp? Well, do you guys think we should clean this up and just keep walking? If Garden thinks there could be more coming, then maybe we need to keep moving. Well, yeah, what time of day is it? Do we know? Well, it's night. Uh, uh, Garden hadn't even finished his first watch. He had only been watching for a little bit. You guys had just gotten to sleep. Uh, okay. If you guys leave now, you will not sleep. You'll keep moving, and you'll end up getting a level of exhaustion because you didn't sleep. I I think we should sleep. Sleep out the night and okay. just still keep watch. Oh, and uh, just so you guys are aware of how it works, uh, as you guys increase in levels of exhaustion, uh, you get worse and worse handicaps. So, like, uh, the first day of not sleeping uh, or not eating, you would have di a disadvantage on all skill checks. And it would just progressively get worse to the point where you had a hard time attacking, a hard time doing much of anything. It doesn't sound like fun. No, it does not. Uh, so what do I? <laughs> so what do I do for uh, healing? Because I'm I'm down with like three. So if like you, the sleep heal or do I need? I mean, you technically have uh, lay on hands, of course. I. Uh, uh, as a paladin. Uh, oh, that's right. But keep in mind, too, that you are also about to go to sleep, and after a full night's sleep, you'll get all your stuff back and all your health back. So, so then I'll let him sleep, and I'll take the next watch. That work? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Sure. So, yeah. Garden, your friends let you know that because you took the brunt of that uh, uh, attack, you can go ahead and climb into bed. Uh, you and Aegon will sleep, and Elianot will keep the first watch. So, Elianot, go ahead and roll me Perception. Uh, you guys clean up the camp and chuck the body into the, the forest. Uh, and you guys, the rest of you go to sleep. I got a 17. Elianot, with a 17, uh, you don't really hear much else. Uh, Garden had warned that this goblin likely came from that fortress. But you don't know if that means more are like coming your way necessarily because it's quiet. Hours pass. Uh, with this, uh, 17, let's see. Uh, the only thing you think you hear is way in the distance, echoing. You think you hear the, the sound of a wolf. Okay. And that's about it. Uh, but time passes. And uh, it's now the next person's watch. Did you want to wake up uh, Aegon? 
or uh, Garden. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'll wake up Aegon. Sure. Aegon, you get woken up. Uh, if you have a few more hours of sleep, you'll be fine. So you think that if you keep watch and then wake up Garden and get back to bed for a bit, you'll be okay. Uh, but uh, what do you want to warn him of, if anything, before uh, going to bed yourself, Elianad? Oh, I heard some faint howling, maybe wolves, but nothing too big. Okay. Hey, God. Um, I'd yeah. like to put out the fire first off. Sure. So you put out the fire, uh, and it gets kind of chilly. The The wind picks up, of course. It's in the middle of the night. Uh, but now it's quite dark, and you don't have to worry about anyone seeing the campfire. Uh, go ahead and roll uh, perception for me. Okay. I got a seven. With a seven? Uh, time passes, and nothing seems to be out there. The night is quiet. You don't even hear wolves howling or anything like uh, uh, Eliandot had warned. Uh, nobody seems to be on that road. Uh, and it gets boring, but time passes, and you think you're, you know, you're fine. There's nothing out there. All right, I would like to use Druidcraft and make a howling noise right around the tent. Yeah, you sure can. I, uh, well, actually, hold on. Does Druidcraft allow for the make, making of noises? I don't think it does. Uh, it is uh create smell, wind, and sound. Okay, yeah, sound. I would allow that. I. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead, uh, Elianod, and uh, 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 Garden. Go ahead, and both of you make me wisdom saving throws, and uh, we'll see if you can tell it's an illusion or not. So you're going to roll a d20, and then add in your wisdom bonus, and if you're proficient in those saving throws, you'll add the proficiency bonus. I got a 1. Oh, that's the first of the recording session, right? No, that's my second. Oh. And what about you, Garden? I got a five. The both of you wake up to a horrible howling noise. Garden, you are immediately reminded of the terrible shadows you saw the night before and that nasty howling that the uh, uh, you guys heard in the inn the day before. The two of you wake up with a start. The both of you just jet out of bed. What, what, what was that? I don't know. Sounded like more howling to me. Where the it, hell is Aegon? Yeah, it sounded incredibly loud. Like right outside your tent loud. Yeah, where the hell is Aegon? Why didn't he hey. wake us up? Where is he? Yeah, what where is, is he, he doing? Hey guys, how you doing in there? Did you hear that? Uh, roll deception, Aegon. Uh, uh, Garden and Elianod, roll insight. I got a seven. I got, I got a twenty-one. Both of you can tell that Aegon has like must have a shit-eating grin on his face as he says, "Hey guys, hi! Did you hear that? You think that he's full of shit and that he's the one who caused that noise?" And I snicker. You're an idiot. We're, we've been talking about animals and crazy animals, and we just had an attack not that long ago. And you're gonna go and do something stupid like that? Just... Aegon, go ahead and make me a perception check. Uh, With a nine, you're laughing at your joke and your friends are yelling at you from inside the tent how you're being in, you know, an asshole and stuff. Uh, When as you're looking at the tent and like kind of laughing at them, your eyes kind of rise up and you have like what, 60 feet of dark vision? I have... Just outside of your field of vision, in the kind of gray scale that that your dark vision grants you, 
Uh, Dark Vision doesn't tend to give color, just kind of gives like shades of gray. Right outside of the range of your vision, you can see something tall in the forest. And you almost wouldn't have noticed if it wasn't for disturbingly intelligent yellow eyes that kind of gleam for just a moment as if it's staring at you and it just sort of locks eyes with you. And that's where we're going to go ahead and pause today's session. 